Welcome to the Random Wellness Podcast with your host, Nicole Van Quaito, nutritionist, owner, Simply Nick, and taco enthusiast. Join me each week for all things random wellness, including intuitive nutrition, entrepreneurship, holistic living, good vibes, and a dash of woo-woo. I hope this podcast gives you a good laugh, teaches you something new, and helps you up-level your health. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy today's episode. Okay, I am back with the lovely Just Low from Naturally Rooted. So um, it hasn't gone live yet, but we actually already recorded a podcast. And some of the things that we talked about were some uh, pregnancy things and postpartum. She's actually trained to be a doula, which is super exciting. So after a conversation, we're like, wow, there's so much we can talk about. So I decided to bring her back on and talk about postpartum specifically. So um, thank you for joining me again, because I think this conversation is going to be super helpful for so many women who are, you know, whether they're pregnant or maybe they're just fresh into postpartum or thinking about having children. Um, I think this stuff needs to be talked about a lot more. So I appreciate you coming on here. Yeah, totally. Thank you for having me. And yeah, I want to preface this by saying I don't have any physical children of my own, um, but definitely learning. And I mean, I've had traumas and traumas mm-hmm. with pregnancy early on in my life. So, mm-hmm. you know, we can discuss that another time, but yeah. I do kind of know the women's body very well. And I'm really excited to share what I can. And again, it's just about having this open conversation. You know, women need to share their stories you know, as gross as they might think it might be or whatever societal pressure that you have on thinking your body is, (laughs) you know, uh, having these open discussions of what you went through is, is huge. Right. So definitely having women share their stories has been super, um, uplifting for me, just knowing like what they've been through, how I can help them mm-hmm. and, and what support is needed for that postpartum yeah. care when we're in such a fragile time afterwards. Right. So really just taking care of our bodies. We kind of touched on it in the last podcast, yeah. but going back to that, it takes a village, right? Yeah. So uh, that mother, you know, figure back ancestrally, wouldn't even touch the baby really only just to feed them. And then everyone else would take care of them and they could take care of their bodies in the way that they needed to. We've lost that completely. Right. I mean, to an extent, obviously we have family and friends that come over and help us and, but it's not the same. Right. So getting back to more of that, of creating your community of people who can really truly help you. Yeah, no, I agree. I already told my mom that she's like moving in. So my yeah. <laughs> I was like, and here's your bed. I actually have yeah. it set up for you. And this is where you'll be living for the first few weeks. And she's like, wonderful. I was like, yeah. I told you, I hope that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is okay, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're okay with this, right? Yeah. But no, it's um it's so true. And I think social media is like good and bad for this because I see so many women mm-hmm. who are very open and vulnerable and sharing their experiences, which has like really opened my eyes and been like, okay this feels good to me knowing that if I do experience these things and when I do experience these things that like, I'm not alone. And then I, but then at the same time, I see women who like have just given birth and they're like going for like walks looking all cute. And I'm like, what the hairy heck? And I know some women experience have all their different experiences. So that's totally valid as well. Yeah. Um, and I don't expect people to share the nitty gritty if they don't want to, like they don't have to. Totally. 
Um, But if that's all you're seeing, then it might give you a little bit of a, you know, not very accurate representation of what's going to happen to you physically and mentally uh, after you give birth. So can you maybe talk about some of the things that women experience physically and mentally after they give birth? Yeah, I think we have to remember that even though birth is such a beautiful experience, it's a beautifully traumatic experience on the body. Mm-hmm. So um, whether you go through naturally cesarean, whatever it is, you know, home birth, hospital birth, whatever the situation is, it's still a traumatic experience on your body. Mm-hmm. So the emotional and spiritual effects of that are really just taking that time to heal your body. Um, obviously there's the physical, uh, you know, elements that we can get into, but even on an emotional, um, spiritual level, you're now bringing this soul into a world, right? So that weighs <laughs> on you in the first, even 10 minutes of you experiencing that, like skin on skin or just holding or whatever, right? You're like, holy shit, what just happened? <laughs> right. So you're like, okay, we like, now we do this. So mm-hmm. even just processing that you have this being in the world, mm-hmm. we, sometimes women don't even take that, that second to process this is what's happening now. Right. Cause then it's just go, go, go. Like, let's do all these things. Let's get her, you know, get them going, get them moving, whatever it is. Right. Or you're, you're just like, are they breathing? <laughs> you know, right. like sitting there watching them, like, are they breathing there? You're not even taking that moment to be like, Oh, I'm not breathing. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, so definitely the, the emotional, you know, and, and then we have the hormones. So the physical, um, where we can, we were pumped full of all these hormones for so long because we're growing this beautiful soul. And then all of a sudden our body's like, okay, now we need to readjust. So in those stages of readjustment, you know, if our body was overloaded with estrogen, which most of us are prior to becoming pregnant, um, your body's going to be like, I don't know what to do with all this excess. (laughs) And then it comes into, um, I know with you, like digestively digestive issues, if you've had digestive issues prior to, Mm -hmm. it can be really hard to excrete all those excess hormones. And then they're going to be reabsorbed into your gut lining, into your body. And then that's when we get those feelings of, you know, the postpartum depression, Mm. Um, I'm not worthy of this. All these things start to pop up because we're not excreting these excess hormones, Mm. right? So it it can be a little daunting when you think about it, but (laughs) knowing that if you have the right support, uh, you know, the right diet, even though if you feel like you can't eat anything because you're too tired of doing all these things, Mm. you know, just really incorporating nutritious whole foods to help excrete all this excess because you're going to have different mucuses, different bloods, cells coming out, you know, different hormones, literally everything in your womb space that is no longer needed needs to be excreted somehow. Right. Wow. So 
helping those along as much as you can would definitely be beneficial. Yeah. I've also, yeah, yeah, I've definitely thought about that too. Cause I'm like, there's some work I was doing on my gut before I got pregnant and I'm like, okay, this is going to be interesting, like postpartum because I know it's not optimal right now, but there's not really much you can, I mean, there's things you can do, but there's not much you can do um, that's like safe, right. During pregnancy. And even probably when I'm, if I'm lucky enough to be able to breastfeed. So it's like, okay, like what can I do in terms of like the basics? Like when Mm -hmm. I get to that stage, like, you know, nourishing my body with like good foods and, um, you know, focusing on like my hormones, but also being okay that I might just start bawling my eyes out. Totally. Times. Cause I heard that like, after, I think it's, I can't remember how many days it is. It's like, there's almost this like natural, like dip. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, like women are like, yeah, I just start bawling my eyes out for like no reason. Like one day, like I'm like on a high for the first few days. And then all of a sudden your hormones are just like crash and you're like, yeah crying for the reason yeah well it's the endorphins it's the adrenaline right Right. going through that again traumatic beautiful experience right you start to come down from those and that's when your excess estrogen kicks in your excess cortisol kicks in and that's kind of the cocktail for anxiety and and depression right so Mm. knowing that we need to help move those along as much as we can would be super helpful for, and that's not going to, like, I'm not saying by eating whole foods and having a good greens powder, you're going to, (laughs) you know, your postpartum depression. That's not what I'm saying at all, but it will definitely help excrete those excess hormones that could cause those very extreme mood swings for sure. Interesting. Mm -hmm. No, that's good to know. Cause I think you know, woman, I've, the one woman I've been following online, she's like, yeah, it was like day four. And I just started like crying uncontrollably. And I had literally no idea why, but it was like, kind of like nice to almost hear that. Cause I think, and then she replied again, being like, thanks for all everyone that messaged me and told me like, that's totally normal. And like, I'm not, she kind of, I think she kind of thought that she was like losing it a little bit. And everyone was just like, no, like, no, but it's also like an emotional release again. Right. So much, um, so much pressure to have like the perfect labor and the perfect pregnancy and all these things. And again, this is like, we can kind of go down this spiral of like what your labor, what your, your pregnancy should look like Mm -hmm. because of everyone else's stories. But we have to remember every single body is different. Yes. So you can prep all you want. You can have seven different birth plans. You know, you can do all the research, but by the end of the day, it's going to happen the way it's going to happen and you kind of have to roll with it. Right. So I think, and I think that pressure, you know, four days in afterwards, you're still processing everything. I think, you know, even the first month in is going to be a blur for most people. right? Right. So or, or was for most people just, I mean, once you have more and more children, you kind of realize, you know, what your body does and how it reacts, you know, what, what you can expect. But again, every pregnancy is different, right? Yeah. Like I think too, in like the health and wellness space, it's like, you like see these like women who get pregnant and you're like, they're just like drinking their green juice and doing this and that. And I'm like thinking I'm going to be like eating all this like nourishing food when I'm pregnant. And I'm like, have never eaten so much crap in my life. And it's like so funny because it's like, it's not like I don't care, but I'm just like, I 
like whatever if like yeah. french fries are what i want today then i'm gonna and have french fries down right now then that's what's gonna happen <laughs> yeah so i think it's like also important like literally everybody is different because again i know it's good for my body i know what i should be like cocoa should be totally. eating during pregnancy but like i literally the thought of like eating like salmon I don't, I can't even do it. It's like so funny to me. I used to eat it like three times a week before. And now I'm like, can't even look at it. I'm like, give me Smell like Arabian yeah. <laughs> French fries. Like, yeah. <laughs> and same will be probably with postpartum. Like I'm sure I'll have these like ideas in my head of like how I'll want to support my body postpartum. And I'm sure a lot of that will just go out the window and I'll just be like in essentially like survival mode and just doing whatever needs to be done at the time exactly that fight or flight exactly because yeah. but also know. knowing like trying to nourish our body as much as possible but mm-hmm. exactly that's the thing it's like where like I can say whatever to you mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that's what your body's going to want nor go like going to need at that point you just need something to yeah nourish you and then you fall asleep again before you have to feed the baby right (laughs) (laughs) um do you have any like tips in terms of like foods that would be really nourishing postpartum or like even foods that you can maybe prep because I haven't even honestly done that much research but I hear bone broth as like Mm -hmm. a popular one um but other than that I feel like I don't know a ton in terms of like you know postpartum specific like foods or even just things that you can prep ahead of time so it's like you're ready to go and not like trying to make a full meal when you have a newborn. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I think, and, and especially like coming into the winter months now, mm-hmm. you know, um, a lot of stews, a lot of soups, mm-hmm. like the things that you can prep that could be like high fiber, higher fat. So like same with the bone broth, you can buy a bone, bone broth in the farmer's market now pre-made because it does take like I've made it before it's like two days worth of work right so now that you can buy it a good quality one and you could add that to your soups even so you have the bone broth as the base Mm -hmm. obviously it's best on its own for the nutritional value but adding it to the soups you know or making your own stock with healthy bones and just adding whatever you want to a crock pot or an instapot of those like high, like sweet potatoes, beans, you know, all those like starchy vegetables that are higher fiber that are going to help excrete again, all those excess hormones. Right. So, um, avocados, like nuts, seeds, like things you could grab like that, where it's like higher fat, higher fiber, just to help move everything along, but are also super dense with nutritional value. Ooh, I love the soup and stew idea because I feel like that's something that you can like easily make a batch, have it for like dinner, let's say one night, like leading up to like your delivery and then yeah. the rest. And then you have like a couple meals at least in your freezer yeah. that you can just easily heat up again. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm going to be, and also like, I feel like I'm a little bit lucky in terms of when I'm having a baby, like it's going to be early January or maybe late December, who knows, but yeah. like, that's like perfect soup and stew season. Totally. I'm just going to be like crushing yeah. all the beans and potatoes and it's going to be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you like uh, curries too, would be really, mm-hmm. because you can put so many good spices into a curry, you know, the turmeric, coriander, cumin, like all those like anti-inflammatory ones would be super helpful too. 
Okay, I'm like literally writing this down as like, (laughs) I'm like, sorry guys, if this isn't helpful for you, but I'm making a grocery list right now. (laughs) And even like, yeah, rosemary, thyme, like those are all really good anti-inflammatory herbs and we don't use them like as much as we should in that anti like anti-inflammatory we always think turmeric you know obviously ginger for helping stomach uh inflammation and that sort of thing but um the basic ones we have around here are 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 good too right and it's all about like if you can go in your backyard and pick those herbs those would be the best for you love that yes okay that's so yeah. soups, stews, curries, bone broth, avocado, nuts and seeds. I love the nuts and seeds. Cause that's like an easy, like grab and go high fat thing that even like a handful of nuts and seeds can be like pretty like satisfying because of the fat. Totally. Content. So mm-hmm. love that idea. So I'm going to have like trail mix, probably with like a lot of chocolate in it, I suspect, but like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just make it more appetizing when I'm like, yeah. postpartum. <laughs> okay. Good dark chocolate and you're good to go. Yeah, exactly. Um, now can we talk about maybe some more of the nitty gritty in terms of what to expect in terms of like your physical body? Cause I think that's where a lot of women are maybe a little bit shocked even, um, after they give birth that these things are happening to their body and maybe they're not prepared or they didn't realize to what extent it could impact them. So if you don't mind kind of going over that, don't leave out any like details. I think honestly, the more honest we are, the better, more prepared people can be. And I mean, again, every person is different right but knowing that either if if it's vaginally you're pushing essentially five to ten pound head out of your vagina (laughs) so think about that that's there can be tears there can Mm -hmm. be rips there can be you know scar tissue is huge and postpartum too when your period starts to regulate again that scar tissue is going to create potentially more pain, you know, more blood clotting. So mm-hmm. really important to focus on ridding your body of that as well. So doing, um, we can talk about this later, but yeah. the V steams that I offer yeah. that helps get rid of some of that scar tissue material, the detox foot baths, any kind of sauna, sweating movement. I know obviously it's hard postpartum to move which my friend Cassandra again has a great postpartum uh workshop like she works with moms for three to six months after and beyond obviously but um, has a really good program for postpartum movement because it is important to move your body that's when we get that stagnant um energy around your womb space Mm. And it can create more damage than not. So movement is key in the right way. (laughs) Um, But knowing that, yeah, um, there can be rips, tears, scars. Um, You can bleed. You have to have all that excess, um, even the placenta um, byproducts and mucus. And, you know, you could be... (laughs) your colon could be affected too, because Mm -hmm. you're putting so much pressure on that one area. Mm -hmm. Um, if you had a cesarean, like C-section, um, you know, your, your nerve damage around your abdomen could be affected. 
So knowing to take it easy, if that's the case too, with lifting, even a laundry basket can sometimes set people off. Right. So just really, I think it's taking a step back in the role that you were prior to being pregnant, because I think you like, once you have the baby, you're like, okay, now we can, you know, move on with this This is great. I feel great, but really it's all about resting and care of this child. I think so many times we try to like go, 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 because now we're like, oh, we feel more free because now you're not nine months pregnant (laughs) (laughs) and you want to do all the things that you haven't been doing Mm -hmm. for, you know, five to nine months. So I think it's really about realizing what your body went through and in whatever way that looks like, you know, the blood, the mucus, the poop, whatever it is, and starting to heal that. So taking the time to use ice packs on your vagina, the time to use the rubs with your colon or you're gentle with your colon because it can be affected you know for your digestive health because all of your organs are now getting put back into the places that they once were (laughs) right like I honestly okay I actually have literally no idea because I hear someone who are like okay obviously like your abdomen's different because now you don't have a human inside of you and right like it's just gonna naturally feel different but like people say it's almost a weird sensation because like your organs need to like go back into place so I'm like how like how long does that take I'm like I just find it so interesting like more so than like weird right. but I'm like oh my gosh it's so well, true I know that they like get moved because of your like you're growing a baby sure. I'm like do they just like naturally go back where they're supposed to totally yeah totally I mean the body is a wonderful thing right it knows exactly what it needs to do when it needs to do it but we need to give it that space to be able to do that right so that's not pushing ourselves to the limit to let our body naturally heal and restore so obviously at nighttime, that's when our body does those things, right? Okay. When we're sleeping every hour is a different organ a different body system through Chinese medicine, if you, you can Google it, it's like um, Chinese medicine body clock, I think is what, yeah, it's called, but um, every hour is basically a different organ. So that's when our body rests, restores. That's why sleep is so important. Obviously when you have a newborn sleep is not (laughs) ideal, (laughs) right? So knowing that even when you're awake with the child breastfeeding, feeding, whatever, that you're still in that resting position to help your body mm. restore itself. Okay. So, you know, not going on your phone, blue light affects your circadian rhythm. So, you know, keeping your body in that meditative sleep state, even though you're feeding, obviously you're awake, but keeping it in that kind of state will help your body restore naturally. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense too. And I even like heard, um, it's ideal to have like dim lighting when you are like giving birth because that's what fetal bodies like used to. So I suspect too, like even postpartum, it's probably good not to be like, you know, in front of screens all the time and like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe kind of totally. keep almost like have like a nice healing space, Light. whether it's your bedroom or living room or wherever yeah. it is that you plant yourself <laughs> for the first and day. And even with like, even with feeding, if you are breastfeeding, 
Um, so say you pump, okay? okay. So you pump at 2 p.m. and then you're feeding the baby the 2 p.m. milk. Yeah. Your cortisol levels are higher in that breast milk than at nighttime. So it actually affects the baby too, where it's like it might keep them awake a little bit longer because they're bringing in your 2 p.m. energy, let's say, uh, at a 2 a.m. breast, uh, whatever feeding. Right. Oh my God. It makes total sense. I, this is very informative. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and blue light is so imperative for there's actual studies. Now, if you go on blueblocks.com, it's B L U B L O X, I believe. Yeah. So that's where I get all my blue light blocking glasses from. They're an amazing company. They're the ones that started it all. They have everything, you know, patent and trademarked. Okay. So you're buying the best of the best when you buy from them. Okay. It's obviously not sponsored in any way. Yeah. <laughs> I love them <clears throat> so much. And they're doing some amazing studies now cool. that they're creating, you know, a general income where they can put these studies into actual scientific practice, right? Okay. So they actually did a blog post of a study that they did um, regarding breastfeeding and blue light. And there's actually um, a podcast too that I will send you okay. about um, through a different podcaster that I listen to, but she has them on all the time about the importance of your circadian rhythm, breastfeeding and blue light. It's pretty mind-blowing. Yeah. So knowing that like watching the TV at 3 a.m. is probably not best when you are, even though you want something to do. (laughs) No, totally. And even too, like I think about all the like technology now that they have for like babies and baby stuff. And it's like just over the top and like, I don't actually have no idea what kind of baby monitor I have to be honest, but like, <laughs> I like, I don't want to have like to look at my phone every single time and like, just give me like something a little more like old school. And like, yeah. there's just like, otherwise it's constant. Like we're already on our phones all the time. And then mm-hmm. there's TVs and computers. Like the last thing I need is like my baby gear to be like talking to me and like have all these lights and gadgets. Like I think right. it's just over the top, like even bassinets. So I was like, I could have like, you know, spent a tiny bit more and got one that like had controls on it. But I was like, what the heck? Like babies have been able to sleep for all the <laughs> yeah. time. Do they really need to have like this, like crazy? I mean, technology is great. Right. It helps so many moms and like, there's probably certain things I'll be like this. Why did I not get this? Right. But there's it's something the like factor. Yeah. It's the convenience factor for sure. But knowing like, yeah, I mean, if you really want, like the EMFs are not good for our our children. They're not good for us. They're not good for them, especially because they're so young and open to all of those wavelengths. Right. So definitely lessening the load will help their brain development will help their whole immune system development. Um, So keeping that in mind, but knowing that like, this is the world we live in. Totally. So people are going to do what they need to do. Yeah. To help raise their children <laughs> honestly yeah I say this now and I'll probably have me and be like someone get me this freaking like high-tech yeah. bassinet like what was I thinking give me all the yeah. gadgets um no I think it's also like personal preference or like how your baby is right because some people just are like have a colicky baby and might need mm-hmm. 
a little bit more support with, you know, technology, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, just to help them <laughs> get through that Same phase. Thing. So right. it's now, but who yeah. knows? Right. Talk to me in January and I might exactly. have like, a whole like best buy <laughs> in my house just to like survive. Yeah. <laughs> but also know that you don't need all those things. No. You're feeling that you don't, right? And that's another thing too. It's like mother's intuition is literally the most powerful thing we have as women, right? So tuning into that and not second guessing it, right? So that's a huge factor in all of this. It's like you can ask all your friends, like, is this normal? Should I be worried? Mom, what should I do? Obviously, they're going to help and support you. But really just tuning into yourself right. and tuning to what your intuition is saying to you is the biggest, biggest thing that you could do during this whole post, pre, post, everything, right? Pregnancy. Yeah, totally. And like, I'm trying to remind myself of that too, because my mom and I were hanging out this weekend. It's honestly the funniest conversation. This was her not being rude just PS is like was hilarious I looked at her and said I honestly cannot picture myself with a newborn and she goes yeah neither can I yeah (laughs) and we just started bursting out laughing because like I'm not someone who's always like who's been that kind of person's like oh my gosh like newborns like let me hold your baby I'm like skip forward to like I don't know six months even a year like that's when I can picture it right so I'm like my mom's like but you're gonna be fine like everyone figures it out I'm like oh totally like if every woman's figured it out in like history then like I'm sure I'll figure it out but we were just laughing how like like that hasn't even clicked into me yet that like I can't even picture myself with a newborn I can picture Brendan with a newborn right and I can't picture myself which was so funny (laughs) (laughs) and I mean you took care of a dog so that's like step one in the process right but newborns totally different ballgame yeah but Honestly, you're probably not even going to picture it until it's actually happening. And then when it's happening, you're like, oh shit, what like this is this is real. This is a real life baby baby. (laughs) that's in my arms right now. And that's when sometimes the panic, anxiety, depression can set in because you're like, again, societal pressures. What am I gonna do? Am I doing the right thing? Like, is this okay? Is this wrong? What are people gonna think? Blah, blah, blah. Right. But in the end going back it's all about your opinions your intuition your power and that's what's going to get you through all those late nights and what is this red bump what is this scratch whatever right so knowing that you have the power inside of you you literally grew this human inside of you true so now you are forever connected and you could literally read this little one's mind spiritually yeah (laughs) Okay, so maybe one final question then, kind of related to that. Um, just because postpartum can be such like a crazy roller coaster, mm-hmm. and those thoughts, like those negative thoughts and feelings, can creep in. Do you have any like suggestions in terms of like practices or just like mindset things that maybe women can do during those times, or maybe something they can do to prep, like for that period of time when they maybe are second guessing themselves yeah. and panicking a little bit? I think connecting back to your womb space. will be huge for you literally if if you're feeding if you're you know sitting there instead of going on the tv or going on your phone Mm -hmm. putting your hands over your womb putting a hand over your heart space feeling that connection because it's there and it's powerful af Mm -hmm. 
feeling that and then feeling your little baby in your arms and realizing it's all connected and you are going to be connected and you're going to be the best mom ever. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, that's good. I think like everyone needs that little reminder. So I think that's a nice practice that anyone can do. Yeah. Those crazy it, times. <laughs> yeah. And you can sit there for a half an hour. You can sit there for five minutes in that space. Yeah. But once you connect to that space, you're going to be like, oh, this feels really, really good. Nice. And this is really, really healing for me right now. I love that. Yeah. And yeah. I love that it's not like a 10 step process or like a, so you have to go sit in a quiet dark room and meditate for like, <laughs> when you have a newborn, it's like, no, it's not practical at all. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. That's so good. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for doing this postpartum chat. And I know you and I were talking beforehand, we, because you're still in the training process to become a doula, we're going to do like a follow-up podcast probably. And I when do you finish? Uh, probably around a year from now. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do like a year follow-up and like see what else you've learned. If like any of your perspectives have like changed in terms of like, you know, postpartum, even pregnancy, birth, all of that good stuff. So if you're listening to this and you have questions, then make sure you send them to us because we can start to even like build that over time. And, you know, obviously as you're taking the rest of your, you know, certification, I'm sure more things will pop up that we can chat about as well. Yeah. Love it. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode and don't forget to join the conversation over on socials at Simply Nick Nutrition and online at simplynicknutrition.com. 